Hey, everybody, welcome back to Letterman Row. It's time for bold predictions, and unfortunately, we're not all together, but the Rose Bowl is Saturday, New Year's Day. Zach Carpenter, Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham, and me, Austin Ward. We can't let this season end without one more bold episode. We're going to get to it right now. All right, guys, one more chance for me to dominate bold predictions. I can't wait. I've certainly missed all three of you this week, and I wish we were together uh, as we have been all season to make these always accurate, always bold predictions. Um, yeah, I'm obviously going to win, but as always, I think we'll start with Berm. Uh, 400 yards, five touchdowns for C.J. Stroud passing, obviously, not rushing. Oh, uh, Because be that, that would be bold. But, uh, no, I think that, you know, we, we've obviously seen the Ohio State offense struggle a little bit at times when one of the two – uh, receivers, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave was off the field. But I think having a month uh, of lead-in time and an opportunity to work on some chemistry and some timing with Emeka Abuka and Marvin Harrison and obviously with Jackson Smith and Jigbo, which there, there already exists there, I think it, it sets up for a big day. Utah's secondary is a little bit depleted, uh, and I think the Buckeyes are, are going to come out and say, hey, it doesn't matter which guys we have out here, we're still going to chuck it. Uh, and I think you're going to see C.J. Stroud in his hometown put up huge numbers, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Drill down. Yeah, drill down, Berm. There you go. Uh, I will kind of, I guess, piggyback off of that. Two of those touchdowns, if C.J. Stroud is to have five, it's going to go to Julian Fleming, a guy who I've talked about as a potential breakout candidate. I think he uh, is the type of guy who's going to have a huge year next year uh, as an outside receiver in this offense. And I think that kind of gets off to a pretty good start a little early in the in the new year i think julian fleming is going to have a really nice day give me two touchdowns for julian fleming two one yard touchdowns <laughs> i don't i don't know how many yards they'll be maybe maybe let's go 30 down spencer let's go can 30, one, of those, 30. Can one of those be on a pop pass please just for my sake no just to um, happy. one of them will be 33 yards and the other one will be four yards okay if there's oh, a pop pass touchdown, Zach, you know that that's going to like the Mecca Ibuka. Well, yeah, that may, maybe I'll have that be one of my bold predictions. But I you actually go out to to let the to let the people in uh, on some inside baseball. It's actually my off day today, but I wanted I clamored to be included in this video because I have a surprise for you guys. Uh -oh. I got you a Christmas gift. So after the Michigan game. I went back. I actually did take the time to do this. I went back through all of our videos and I marked down the each of our bold predictions that we said out loud. And I did a scoring system to come up with some bold prediction standings for the season. And this is going to make Austin happy and probably not Spencer, but the the point system I'm reading off my phone for a correct prediction was one point. Extra boldness is a bonus point. And then the closest to if you were close to getting the prediction correct, it was a half a point. Uh -huh. And the closest score prediction was also a half point. Mm. And Austin is in the lead right now, going into the final, going into the final game of the season. You don't say really, we didn't really uh we, system, we didn't really rack up the points. I mean, this isn't Buckeyes offense, it's more of like a I don't know, Buckeyes defensive points allowed in 2019, I guess. But Austin is in first place with the Booming six and a half points. That's what I thought. I, I well, am second with six points. Berm has four and a half points, and Spencer coming in last with two points. Wait, I am routine. I'm routinely the boldest, so I, I think that I should be gaining some extra points. 
for my routine boldness. But either way, I, I appreciate you doing that, Zach. That's uh, I actually, I actually did. Yeah, some- congrats on picking the Heisman Trophy finalist to have a good game against a depleted secondary. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh. See, I've decided to start taking your approach and just start picking the things that everyone knows. Every week, I pick a kick, a punt return. How? I never asked you for that. Come on. The last five weeks of the season, you predicted they wouldn't return a punt. Well, did, yeah. did we get any points for the la- for the season-long bold prediction? Because I got I that not, one absolutely I, I, correct. I did not put the season-long or the mid-season ones in. So maybe, I, maybe I need to go back and do some more reflection. But Riggs this is also good. only on the videos where we are all four together, just so you know. It seems like an anti-Spencer bias to me. I actually gave I I tried to get him some more points. Definitely just, they, they just weren't coming. There, he I could just make better points. predictions. I want yeah. these results audited. <laughs> All right. Oh okay. yeah. So so Zach, exactly what's your what's actually your pick? Um, I want to go with a guy that I don't talk about much on this on this show, and that is Court Williams. He is going to have hmm. his breakout game finally that I keep talking about all season. I think that was my that was my season long. Full prediction to start the year. Uh, I think I'm going to go with two interceptions for Court Williams. Well, that is bold indeed, sir. Just trying to just trying to be like you, Austin. Trying to usurp your reign atop the bold prediction standings. I respect it. Um, when you're looking at this Ohio State passing attack and not having uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, I kind of joked with Jeremy Ruckert about this uh, during the offensive media day earlier this week. Hey, maybe this really is the game where they use the tight end because they have to. And he's uh, one of the most veteran weapons that they have. So why not? Let's get Jeremy Rucker to send off. I know that he's not had the season that he anticipated. He's dealt with drops. He got called out for uh, by the coaching staff a few times for not making competitive plays when Ohio State needed it. Um, you know, I think he's got a lot to prove here. He, he not didn't want to opt out, didn't really have a, a draft stock that would allow him to do so at this point. And so all that plays into this. I think uh, Ohio State will have to find different ways to get him involved, uh, need to, especially in the red zone. So I have three touchdowns for Jeremy Ruckert in his last game at Ohio State. Any of them from the fullback position? or uh, No, I think no. that that is a good reminder of why Spencer is last in the bold prediction standings. It was one time. One time's enough times to make oh, that prediction. Too. People don't forget. Uh, I guess it's my turn again. So. Yeah, There's going to be three sacks by Jack Sawyer. Yeah, that's right. That's Jack Sawyer. That's all you got. Sometimes you like to mix in some insight. No, no, but but this one, this one, this one's extremely bold. Obviously, he's one of four defensive ends, five defensive ends that will be playing in this game regularly. But I think that you're going to see because the Buckeyes are lacking some depth at defensive tackle. I think you're going to see some guys move around on the line. And I think Jack Sawyer, if you put him at like a three tech and a little bit of a combo role, I think he could cause some havoc in there. I don't know for a fact that that's happening, but I figure he's going to have to be on the field a lot more than he has been in other games because the defensive tackle situation is so thin with Haskell Garrett out, with Antoine Jackson out, with Teron Vincent uh, uh, still, you know, tr- trying to find a way to make a play. And I don't know that he's the type of guy that really fits the, the defense in this type of game, when you know that Utah is going to be pounding you with the big offensive line and Tavion Thomas at running back, I think Jack Sawyer and JT Tuomaloa might be on the inside a little bit more. And I think if that happens, then I think you're going to see Jack Sawyer uh, be a very difficult guy to to guard uh, from the inside. Yeah, when you were talking, Berm, about Go the down. 
depth at defensive tackle and, and three technique. JT Toymolo was the first one that came to mind. He's just he's the guy of those two. The way Ohio State's handled um, the, the true freshman, Jack Sawyer was more of the, the pass rushing threat, and you got into the run heavy games, and they wanted JT Toymolo out there. So I, I think both of them are gonna have to play a lot because I'm talking about five defensive tackles against a team that only wants to run all game long. That's that's not ideal. Spencer? Um, I am going to take a page out of Austin's book since he's first in these standings. Uh, Cam Brown will have four pass breakups. I don't know if any of them be intercepted, but I think he's going to have four pass breakups. Uh, Cam is simply put the best corner on this team. And so I don't think this is too bold, but four is a lot. So, yeah, I don't really need much other – uh, explanation, but he's the best corner on the team. I know Denzel Burke is good, but Cameron Brown's pretty good. And so he's going to start off uh, the new year with a pretty nice game for pass breakups. How dare you? Well, yeah, you, you're a little jealous now, Austin. Salty. Well, I, sounds like, it sounds like a great game. I mean, he's definitely going to have an interception, but that's beside the point. Maybe, maybe he'll have two. Who knows? Who knows? That's the fun. So I haven't picked against Ohio State. I don't think any of us have predicted Ohio State loss all season. In fact, every time I've made a prediction, it was a, a blowout Ohio State win. And I just I, – I predict I, – I, I think Utah is going to wind up winning this game. I don't – I just I, – I, I said this as my bold prediction uh, to, to Austin earlier. I just – we all know what the matchup is. We, the, it's been dissected enough. It's – a run-heavy physical Utah offense that, similar to Michigan and uh, similar to the to the losses Ohio State had against Oregon and Michigan this year, when the uh, their rush defense just failed them pretty miserably in both cases. I think Utah is going to run for at least 250 yards on the ground in that 250 to 300 range. I don't know if they'll run for more yards than Michigan did on them because that's kind of hard to do. I think uh, it was like just under 300 total yards, but. You're, you're going to be without Haskell Garrett, team's best defensive lineman and probably best defensive player uh, all around. Already have a thin linebacker group, and sounds like from what Austin was saying, Cody Simon might not play when well, you're uh, talking on the rapid reaction or practice report. Um, that it's already – you're moving Kate Stover to linebacker again because it's already that thin. I just – I don't see a way – I don't see – this game playing out as anything other than Utah winds up just gashing them in the run game again all day. If they do, they can then they control the they control the game from the first quarter on. And I I, I see this being not not like a offensive shootout or anything. I see it being a slugfest where Utah just kind of plows away and does their own drilling down, I guess, in, in between the tackles. So that's that's where I'm going with sending sending uh, Ohio State getting them off to the wrong start to the new year. It's an interesting one. I think the fact that they, you know, Utah's defense is still going to have their hands extremely full with the Buckeyes. I think that's why it will be a shootout, but we can get to that in the score predictions. Um, a name you mentioned there, moving back to linebacker. I don't know how smooth it'll look with Kate Stover playing. I'm not sure exactly how many snaps he's going to get. You know that Steel Chambers will be out there probably every single snap of this game. To Roger Mitchell, um, when I was getting a look at practice the last two days, was you know, back getting a fair number uh, of reps. Tommy Eichenberg, you know, will have to play a role in this to stop the Utah rushing attack. But I really think that Cade Stover, if you just put him on the field and tell him to go somewhere and hit somebody, he will do that. So I don't know how complex 
the scheme will be, how much knowledge he has of everything. He has had the benefit of a month now of practices and meetings without Washington, uh, a full full week of them before the Michigan game and only got in, I believe, one snap in that game and was held on the edge um, just for the record. Um, he's going to have to play in this game when you only have five five scholarship players at linebacker, and one of them is a uh, tight end turned defensive end turned uh, or tight defensive end, tight end, back to linebacker. I think Kate Stover will have six tackles in this game, Burn. Six tackles? I can see it. I mean, he's going to be out there a lot. You have to expect that uh, he's going to be put in the position to make plays, and Utah is not the type of offense that relies on a lot of misdirection and, and all the other stuff that, like, Michigan did in the running game to really get Ohio State off balance early. Um, so I, I could definitely see that happening. I also uh, could see this happening, and that's why I'm making it bold prediction. Number three, Jordan Hancock records his first interception as a member of the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, I think it's pretty clear Ohio State is confident in its young secondary. Jordan Hancock is a guy that uh, has played only sparingly throughout the year, but with seven banks not playing this weekend at the Rose Bowl, somebody else is going to have to step up as the third corner. Cam Brown is obviously playing, but he still has been a little bit dinged up. uh, And I think you're going to see the Buckeyes try to rotate guys in. And it's been Legend Cavazos a little bit, but Ryan Watts now being out of the program, I think it opens the door for Jordan Hancock to be the guy. And I think he's going to announce himself to Ohio State fans for the first time officially with his first career interception. Well, uh, I'm going to go back to the offensive side of the ball uh, to a guy who wasn't really that healthy at the at the end of the year, although he was still really productive, Trevion Henderson. Uh, I don't know if we knew the full extent of just how much he was bothered by some nagging injuries through the, that back half of that season. I asked him about it in the media day before these guys left for the Rose Bowl, and he was pretty blunt about it. You know, he was banged up, but he tried to fight through it. Uh, a month off is probably the best thing for him uh, when it comes to trying to get healthy for the Rose Bowl. Uh, he's one of the best running backs in the country, but obviously as a freshman, there's no opting out here. Uh, This is almost a coming out party for him. I think he's going to have 150 yards. I think he's going to have a pair of touchdowns. The offensive line is a big part of that, though. It's not just Travion. Uh, These guys have been challenged all week and all month since the uh, the loss in the rivalry game. I think they're going to come out trying to make a statement, and that will help Travion Henderson. And so any short yardage situations that you need from him, I think he's going to be able to do it. Any long bursts of, of speed. Uh, we've seen fast players on the fast track and on the Rose Bowl grass before. Uh, you know, I think back to you know Christian McCaffrey, those Oregon teams that used to play at the Rose Bowl. Uh, if you can get going, get a full head of steam and, and a big burst of speed, you can run past people at this at this stadium. And I think Travion Henderson's got the ability to do that. I find it interesting that you still think Travion Henderson needs a coming out game when he's got 19 touchdowns and the single game freshman rushing record at Ohio State. Well, I mean, as one of the top two or three running backs in the country. Uh, you know, he's, he's still not really known as far as the national picture is concerned because everyone yeah. likes to look at some veterans. So seem like uh, some updated rankings going into a, a sophomore season that should have him in the, in the thick of the Heisman trophy conversation. I think a new year's day outburst would be pretty nice for him. All right. I mean, Spencer, he's at least one of the five or 10 best running backs in the country. Everyone knows that. Well, Perm, Perm, you weren't even with us on that video. You can't, you can't. Doesn't say matter. It. Doesn't matter. As Hammer you, laid down. You just said, you just said it yourself, Zach. People don't forget. Hammerleg did last week. It was just, it was such a big deal. It was an unbelievable moment in Letterman Row history that, I mean, it just everyone still, still talks about it to this day. Years from now, probably. Stop talking about it. Never. So, anyway, 
the person who does need a coming out coming out game is Emeka Ibuka. And I know I'm sure I'm stealing one of Berm's thoughts or potential bull predictions because I know how excited he is to finally see him uh, get get unleashed a little bit. I think he's going to finish with at least two touchdowns. Yeah, at least two touchdowns. Uh, He's going to have a 100-yard game because I I just – obviously, like you guys touched on, without Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, someone else got to eat, right? I think with Jackson Smith and Jay, but I think maybe he gets a little more – of Utah's defensive attention, and they're going to wind up finding ways to utilize Abuka in this in this offense. And I know I talked about Ohio State's defense is going to get gashed by Utah's run game, but I mean Ohio State's offense is still even without Olave Wilson and uh, Nicholas Petit Frere, it's still probably one of the top three uh, offenses in the country talent wise. I don't even I don't, that's not even I don't, I don't think that's even yeah that's not bold yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do think Ohio State's offense is going to do some damage, even if I don't ultimately believe it's going to be a shootout. And I think Emeka Buka is going to be the main uh, beneficiary of that. What was your first prediction, Zach? Court Williams, two interceptions. Court Williams, two interceptions. Got it. So I just want to make sure that I'm following this logic. Utah's going to run the ball with great success. But 250 yards. Great success. Emeka Ebuka is going to score two touchdowns, but it's not going to be a shootout. So I'm not following exactly how you think this game's going to play well, out. Well, Ohio State's still going to score touchdowns here, Austin. They're not going to get shut out. Okay. Uh-huh. Why so, does Utah even need to throw the football? What's that? Why, was, why would Utah even need to throw the football? I don't – maybe they won't. Maybe, maybe they'll hey, go to Michigan through the, the Michigan through the football attempts, and they're gonna both go to Court Williams' hands. <laughs> I love there. it. Is that better? That's much better. Yes, I can follow that. Uh, I appreciate it. Sometimes you just have to be able to defend a bold prediction, and that's all I ask uh, as the leader of this show. Here's we something. need to take him down. We we need to take him down in these standings, boys. Yeah, this guy needs to be taken down a peg. Did you guys know that um, Garrett Wilson also returned punts for Ohio State? So when he opted out, boy, did that leave a massive void for a team that has not returned a punt since 2014 for a touchdown. Just crazy. Uh, Chris Olave was fielding some at practice during this week, but he's also not going to be available to do that Mm -hmm. because he opted out as well. So that's going to put the onus potentially here on Jackson Smith and Jigba, and he is going to break the streak against Utah in the postseason with an electrifying punt return for a touchdown. Drill down. Bold prediction. <laughs> Nobody wants to say it. No one wants to be the first to say it. Wow. Uh, so okay, bold, cool. Austin. There you go. Cool, 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 cool. Right. Here's my bold prediction. To any bold off yours. Uh, it's going to actually be Cameron Martinez returning a punt return for a touchdown because he's going to – for some reason, be put back there to return punts this week, and he's going to do it. So okay. that's taking your prediction, smack it up, flip it, reverse it. Okay, what are your scores? I'll wait. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll go. Uh, I think Ohio State's going to find I'll a way to. Pull, I think Ohio State's going to find a way to pull this game out. Uh, I've got thirty-four twenty-seven. I think. I think Noah Ruggles, if I can sneak a fourth one in there, might might hit one from 50-plus. 
I, you know, it's going to be nice weather for kickers. And so, you know, my guy, Noah Ruggles is going to be put the boot on the ball and get one in from 50 plus. So 34 to 27, I'll add that little fourth bold prediction there. I don't know about how nice that weather's going to be. Everything this week has been upside down in Southern California. Well, maybe that backs up my assertion that it's going to be a little bit of a slugfest there, Austin. Oh, there Very you well go. thanks for helping me back up my take. You're welcome. I, again, I think slugfest, however you want to uh, uh, describe it, I think it's going to be a little bit slower paced than we, uh, than we're accustomed to with this watching this Ohio state offense. And my final score prediction is Utah 28, Ohio state 24. And it hurts to, to, it feels very dumb, not bold to say the Ohio state is going to get limited to 24 points, but it's not like every game they put up 40 points. Right. So I, I just, I know they're, like I said, they're as talented as they are, but I don't, I know we we're on opposite sides of the coin. You think it's going to be a shootout. I think it won't be. So Aaron, that, that's my, that's my feeling going into it. Uh, uh, Monday, I said Ohio state 42, 28, uh, as we did Letterman live, I'm going to stick with that score. I, I, I realize the Buckeyes only have 63, 65 scholarship players. I realize all of the reasons that people should doubt motivation and doubt their, you know, desire to really be in this game. And uh, I, I just don't think that that's the case for the younger guys that are playing. I don't think that that's the case for the coaching staff that is coaching in a lot of cases for, for a job, uh, whether it's at Ohio State or somewhere else next year. I think that this is the type of game where you have people who are professionals handling themselves professionally. And I think that, uh, as I said, you're going to see C.J. Stroud really do the work uh, on Saturday, and it's a coming out party for for Zach Sedemeka, Abuka. I think a big day for uh, Trayvon Henderson as well. Um, and, and I think the Buckeyes will win at 42-28. I think it will be a back and forth game until the fourth quarter. Though. I think you know the guys who you know, didn't have maybe a tremendous amount of motivation to play in a game like this aren't in it, and that opens up uh, really a lot of opportunities for guys who desperately crave the reps, want to get better, want to win a game, understand the stakes, uh, what that can mean for them going into next year. So I don't think collectively the people that are here that have spent all week practicing and, uh, you know, didn't complain about having to go through a practice uh, in bad weather and chilly and all that. I mean, I've seen a team that seems to be embracing the moment, and that's a far cry from what they were a month ago. Uh, or when the game was announced and it was a consolation prize. Uh, you, know, you still have to go out on Saturday afternoon here and, and back that up. Uh, and there are going to be clear challenges for them. We've outlined them all week, especially when you're talking about stopping Utah's run on the heels of a game where they couldn't do it against Michigan, and now they're even more shorthanded. I think you know Utah is going to score points. I, don't, I still have a hard time believing that they'll be able to stop uh, the Heisman Trophy finalists uh, a collection of four- and five-star wide receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba, you could make a case that through most of this season, uh, I mean, at least if you go by the champion grades, was the most valuable to Ohio State in that group all year long. I think they're going to score. I think they're going to score a lot. Uh, and I think it's going to go back and forth. We've seen shootouts in this game before. I think we're getting uh, another one on Saturday. I think Ohio State will win 51-45 in just a game that goes forever uh, on New Year's Day. Looking forward to it. Wish that all you guys were with me. Uh, we've tried our best to provide some content uh, with some limitations as we go along towards the Rose Bowl. 
Thanks for bearing with us. Hope you enjoy the game. Hope you have a happy new year. For Zach, Spencer, and Berm, I am Austin Ward. This has been Bold Prediction. Stay with us for full coverage of Ohio State and Utah in the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day.